Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Bing, bada, bing, bada, bing, bing, bong, bada, bing, bada, bing, bada, bing, bing, bong. It certainly is. Wow. Yeah. Can you believe we're back for 2023? <laughs> and can you believe it's the year 2022? I Two can't things. even believe it. Happy New Year, everyone. We're Happy back. Year. It's a suggestible podcast, a podcast where we recommend you things to watch, read, and listen to. My name is Claire Tonti. James Clement is here also. We are married. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's about it. That's all I have to say. How are you over there, Jimbo? I'm doing all right. It's good to be back, Claire. It's good to take some time off and then come back and do this podcast, which we both and everybody who listens knows and loves, correct? <laughs> correct. I would say that, as you know, we have the best listeners. You guys are awesome. Stop saying that. It's not Stop true. Creme de la creme. <laughs> That's what I'd say. That's what I say. I'd say that they don't like being patronised, Claire. Don't being patronised. You know out there, listener, you know that I think you're awesome. Well, fair enough. Well, listen, Claire, I think there's something we need to talk about up top and that is your live show that is coming up for your album launch. I'm really excited for this and it's fast approaching, Claire. It's so fast approaching. Oh, my God. So for those of you who may have been following along on my Instagram over the break, I released a single in December, Fear to Feel. I then released... A video clip. Music video. Oh, my goodness. It's just come out. It's on YouTube. You can go to Kletonti Music and it'll be there. Have a little watch. There's a link also over on my Instagram. the number one uh, thing, the result, when you Google it. Yeah, when you Google it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so that's over there. It took ages, but it was finally finished and I felt really proud of it, actually. It was really fun to make. It looks amazing. Thank you. Yeah, people have been lovely about it. I really feel really grateful. You're releasing another single before the live Mm. show on February 11th, I believe, in Melbourne. No. So, yes, the live show is on on February 11th, 1 o'clock, the Brunswick Ballroom. Tickets are in a link um, in the show notes. Um, You can get a lovely meal there. You can get some food, get some drinks, sit and have a watch. starts at 1 o'clock. My wonderful cousin, Woody Sampson, is playing support. I will be on after that for about an hour. So the whole thing goes for a couple of hours. You can sit and have some you know, drinks, food, a good time. and then experience the show. So it'll be 11 songs. The album's called Matrescence. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the, my story of moving through motherhood, really. Mm-hmm. And the things that happened to me, it's a little bit about birth trauma. It's also about um, identity and about womanhood and about finding yourself. And it's also about love and breakdown of relationships and just all the kind of things that we experience through that trajectory. So yeah, absolutely. Um, it's stories based on my life, but also from inspired by the women that I know in my life too. Yeah. And and really that word matrescence, as I've talked about on the show before, is means our transition to motherhood similar to adolescence, which I had no idea about. And that's the case for so many things that affect women. And particularly through our hormones and our cycles and motherhood. And I think our society at large has a real blind spot, particularly towards women, yeah. and birth, 
then the education behind it, yeah. what people know about it. Correct, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and for me I felt really let down by the system mm. and I also didn't realise that it can take over 10 years for a woman to transition through motherhood to find yeah. themselves again. And from a from a physiological perspective and a brain perspective as well and I, I wanted to create something that would kind of reflect that. So that's what that is. I would also say outside of that, uh, the songs are really great. So oh, even if you're like... <laughs> Who cares about motherhood, which is what I think. Uh, it sounds, yeah, it, it just sounds amazing. I've heard the whole thing multiple times. The, I, I, the second song that you're about to release is excellent. I think people are really going to enjoy that. It's just a fun, it's a fun little bop, Claire. About breaking down the patriarchy. Exactly. <laughs> but it is a fun pop song, actually. Yeah, it is. Yeah, no, it really I really is, yeah. loved making this album and I thank you for listening to it. Yeah, there's sort of like stripped back acoustic songs but there's also more kind of pop-esque songs as well, kind of a little bit like folklore from Taylor Swift, that kind of on that little road. Um, And we use lots of different tricks. I use some voice memos that I used when I was originally recording and figuring out the songs. And there's also kind of ambient sounds and layered loops and vocal stuff. Yeah. Lots of things. So, yeah, I produced it with a guy called Ezekiel Fenn, who's a musical producer. And, it's yeah, we're performing it live for the first time. And thank you. It is a lot. So, yeah, aside from all of the other things I said, it's just some live music that you can come and listen to. (laughs) Exactly. And just have some drinks if you drink or whatever and have some food and whatever and just hang out. I will also be there. Nick Mason will be there. He will. So a good fun time. Yeah. So go grab yourself a ticket, $35. Mosh ticks, link below. Links below. But enough of that, Claire. Enough. We're here to talk about the things that we recommend to each other. We go away and we read and watch and listen to things. We come back and go, oi, what have you been doing? What have you been uh, up to? Do you want to, to go first? Do you want to do the first of the year? Or would you like me to? You can do the first if you like. Okay, I've been waiting to talk about this. I've been wanting to, waiting for it to finish and then we went on break so I didn't get a chance to finish it, uh, to talk about it. But it is finished and it's wrapped up a few weeks ago. Are you familiar with the 1988 uh, cult classic Willow starring one Warwick Davis directed by Ronald Howard? I certainly am not. Yeah, okay. So it stars Val Kilmer uh, and Joanne uh, Wally and and most famously Warwick Davis as a little person who's also a wizard and he's like, it's kind of like Star Wars-esque and he's drawn into this big adventure. It's uh, I mean, it's also, it was George Lucas's original idea, so it's got a lot of the essence of that kind of in it. It's like Star Wars, but like in a fantasy setting. Anyways, it bombed horribly. Oh, but no. it's remained this kind of cult kind of status. And because nothing on Disney Plus can ever be original, they thought, hey, let's bring back Willow for a new uh, and limited series. So it's developed by uh, John Kasdan, who was one of the writers on Solo, and it stars Warwick Davis is back as Willow. You know, like Mark, you know Warwick Davis, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, Mark Hamill returned as like Luke Skywalker. It's like that kind of vibe, you know? Oh, you Aaron Calliman's in it, who was also in Solo as well, actually. Ruby Cruz, Ali Bamba, Amar Chadhar Patel, who's amazing and really funny as like a Han Solo-esque kind of Mad Mardigan kind of guy. Mad Mardigan's in the first movie he's played by Val Kilmer. Okay, so it's been nearly 17 years since Queen Bav Morda was defeated and unlike a group of six heroes set out on a dangerous quest to, uh, to places far beyond their home where they must face their inner demons and come together to save the world from the gales. It's great. I'm not really a Willow fan. I rewatched it for this because I wanted to check it out. And I'm like, yeah, it's fun. I get it. I feel like I, I vaguely remember it as a kid, but you kind of, you have to rewatch it to kind of get like the sense of this. I think it's much better than the original. I think it's just, 
it's really fun and kind of like the action is good and it's a bit silly and it's really kind of spooky in places. It builds on the original universe in really interesting ways and revisits some older stuff without kind of beating you over the head with it. Um, it's as as I said, it's it's better than the movie. And on top of that, the cast is great. Like Warwick Davis's, he was like a kid when he was in the first movie. He was like I think he was like seventeen or something when he played this character, and he's back and his real life daughter is also in it as well. And if you watch the first movie, he kind of lucks his way through it as this kind of bumbling wizard, and they acknowledge that. So he's now seen as this great warrior, but he's kind of like, oh, I kind of made that up. I didn't really know what I was doing. And they're like, we need a great wizard. And he's like, all right, I guess I'll, I'm the only one. I'll do it. And so it's you know he's obviously coming back. And the baby from the original movie who uh, they're trying to save is now grown up who appears in this, and I won't give away who that person is because it's kind of a spoiler. Stand out to me as well as Erin Kellyman, who is the daughter of Val Kilmer and Joanne Wally's character from the first movie. And she's great. Really, really cool. Um, it also says at the end that it's part one of three, and I they haven't announced any other seasons for this, but I hope they do because it's a blast. And there's, like, fun little cameos from people in the older series and also, like, actors along the way where you're like, huh, this one, this one, this one. It's really cool. Uh, I don't know whether it would be for you specifically, but if you have any kind of vague fondness for Willow, I think this might be um, down your alley. If you like fantasy, I love um, fantasy, and that, then yeah, you maybe you're into it. I'm just going to let the dog out, Claire. Who let the dogs out, Mister Sunday Movies? Mister Sunday Movies, he's left me alone in the pod studio, guys. Actually, I'm not alone. I'm in here with a goat hand solo puppet. Weird. Weird that that's the only thing that's in here. Oh, no, I'm in here again. Where's that thing that you had over there? The James Bond? Yeah. That fell off and then we never picked it up. God, that is indicative of you guys. I agree. Uh, anyway, it's great. Willow. It's even. It's just called Willow. Not Willow again or Willow Returns. It's just no. a, the first one was called Willow and now this is Willow. Right. And it's on Disney+. Plus. Okay. And again, I was just like, I guess I'll check this out. And I was immediately like... I fucking love this. It's great. I love when that yeah. happens because mm. it doesn't always happen. It's just like a silly kind of fantasy world. Not even silly, but just something they kind of commit to. And I love all kind of the special effects and stuff and the weird kind of creatures is they it meet along a the way. It's a bit like Stardust. It is a bit like Stardust. Yes. I loved Stardust. Yes, it's a bit like Stardust. There's, there's more kind of things going on here with like relationships and non traditional relationships and all mm. that kind of thing, which I know some people are like, oh, Willow turned white, blah, 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 blah. Shut up. It's great. And <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a good, fun time. And I, cool. and if Val Kilmer can't return uh, because he's sick, um, mm. he's had like various health issues. That's uh, not really a spoiler, but he's not really in this, this season. He's referenced oh. like quite a lot and where he is and whatever. But it's still kind of this kind of the idea of that character from the first movie is like oh, you see it in like the, his kids who are in this, not his real life kids, but his kids in the show. And also like he's the, one of the guys who's on their team was like his squire and he's kind of got that kind what of. What is a squire? Swagger. He's like a guy, he's like carries your shield and whatever and he's, he's kind of this long haired dude. Um, uh, like, and he's always just, short? I no, no, he's like a really short. big kind of rangy dude, this oh, guy. Oh, so he's kind of like. A porter or something. Yeah, like but he carries this, everything. But at for this you? point, like he was, he did kind of do that with Val Kilmer's character. Ah, okay. But now he's like grown up, so he's like a, a big, handsome ah. kind of Han Solo kind of dude, and and he's kind of also an idiot and a lot of bluster and whatever. But he's also yes. like he's pretty good at swords. There's a really <laughs> funny moment in the first Willow where there's a Val Kilmer spends a lot of that movie being like, "I'm a great swordsman, just give me a sword, <laughs> right?" 
And then I hadn't seen it in years. And then finally he gets a sword and he's just waving it like he's never picked up a sword in his Listeners, life. I wish I could, you could I'm see doing the motions, he's waving his arm I'm around. I'm doing the motions and yeah. he's kind of like chopping down bad guys or whatever. Yeah. And Willow looks at him and goes, wow, he's a great swordsman. And I'm like, no, he's not. He's a terrible swordsman. <laughs> You're an expert swordsman. <laughs> well, it just looks really, like there's no choreography involved And they in haven't got to research fencing or anything. Like no, but again, know. it's all kind of the fun of it, you know. It's yeah. like the, the silliness of it. Is um, it a little pretty? Princess Bridey too? Yeah, all of that. It is. Love like a bit ones. Dungeons and Dragons, a bit Princess yeah, Bride, fun. Stardust, all of those things. Oh, Again. I love anyway, that. what is your recommendation? Right. Okay. So I have been watching something that is a lot less fun. Oh. <laughs> it is Fleshman is in trouble. I am I have also been watching that. Mm. Uh, my goodness, Claire. Goodness gracious me. So actually I recommended this book by Taffy Brodessa Ackner. I remember. Years ago on Suggestible, and it's brilliant. It's from 2019. Yes, correct. Yeah. Now, this is a TV adaptation. It stars Claire Danes as Rachel Fleshman and Jesse Eisenberg mm-hmm. as Toby Fleshman. Jesse Eisenberg plays the same character in everything. Oh, I think he's branched out a little bit. Has he? he was Lex Luthor that time. Oh, that's true. He was Guy from Social Network, which is similar to this yeah, guy. Very sort of. similar. I to don't this think guy. so. Social Network's more kind of like a, an autistic monster where they kind of, yeah, that's, that's the way that's they portrayed true. him. I, maybe that. I'm being too harsh on old Je- um, Jesse. I think he's Eisenberg. good. I think he's a good actor. He's really good at this. Yeah. Anyway, so they play the central characters. It's basically about a divorced couple Mm -hmm. living in New York City. Now, the the side characters are also done really well. Yeah. Toby Fleshman's old high school mates or really university friends. I think friends, college friends, yeah, yeah. College friends. Libby Epstein, played by Lizzie Kaplan. No, Lizzie Kaplan, who's played by Libby Epstein. Yes. <laughs> and Adam Brody, who's played by Seth Morris. Yeah. Seth. Is that right? No, he's not Seth Morris. No, hang on. I've I got it right. No, I had it around right the, the he's, first time. He's played by Seth from the OC. He was also Adam Brody. <laughs> yeah, that's what got me confused it in is my confusing, notes. It is yeah. so, And because Lizzie and, and Libby have same, very similar names. He's, he's similar kind of character Correct. as well. So hang on. Start that again. Yeah. Oh, it's so confusing. Lizzie Kaplan. Yeah. Um, Who's great, Who by is the way. amazing. She's she good play, in this, but she's good in everything. She's, she's hilarious. Yeah. She plays Libby Epstein, one of the college friends, and Adam Brode, Brady. Um, Brody. Adam Brady. Brody. Brody. It's Adam Brody. Is it? But it's supposed to be the A. Is it? That's how I wrote it. I wrote it down. Well, then if you notes. wrote it that way, it must be the way. Here, anyway. look, Adam Brody. Oh, no. <laughs> well... There you go. It's the first episode of the year and I'm really I'm already at the base at bottom of the barrel. Anyway, let's let's just calling scrap all this. It's so no, confusing. You can't. It's happening. Adam Brody plays Seth Morris. Yes. And who is Seth also from the OC, as yes. you said, which is confusing. Anyway, they're um his college roommates and they lost touch once he married Claire Dane's character, Rachel Fleischman. And at the beginning, so mainly for like it's six episodes of really Toby Fleshman's character going through the motions of the fact that his wife is terrible yeah. and she's dumped his kids on him at three o'clock in the and morning he's and he's a doctor. Divorced and he's like, woe is me. Yeah. Hooking up. And, and it's like, a lot of like the brave new world of social media apps yeah. where you can have sex with anyone at any time. So he's like exploring his sexuality, dealing with his divorce and complaining to his college Friends that he reconnects with after he after the breakup, after like 12 years or something, yeah. and just complains about her the whole time, about how terrible she is, about how their relationship started off so beautifully and then fell apart because she's a workaholic. And it's um, not his fault and blah, yeah, blah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you kind of – it's so clever because you get – 
glimpses, and they booked it this really well yeah. um, as well. You get glimpses yeah, of you're all like, these events. Oh, he's right, and the, but yeah. you also see things that you're like, hang on a minute, correct? And is there another side to this kind of? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I don't want to spoil it, but I no. will just say it does really. Um, by episode yeah. seven and you get uh, – actually, I would say if you haven't watched it, I am going to say a few spoilers now because sure. I think it's worth Well, discussing. Collins always puts – well, he can. Puts yeah. time codes below when who edits this if we Correct. want to jump ahead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So mm. what I'll say is that the couple have two kids yeah. and, and the timeline keeps flashing forwards and backwards and it starts to become clear that Rachel had lost her mother really young, so yep. didn't have a lot of family, didn't come from money, whereas um, Toby did and came from, well, not incredibly wealthy but well-off family, a very strong Jewish family with, you know, his parents and they're very involved in his life. Anyway, in the present day their kids are, I'd say, what, like 8 and 12? Uh, like yeah, 11 10. and one's 11, the other one's about eight, seven or 8. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, they're kind of older kids now but you start to see that Rachel, when she um, gave birth for the first time, was assaulted really yeah. um, and, were, and had her waters broken without her consent by a doctor and that kind of set off a trajectory. Yeah. yeah, coupled with her issues from losing her family so young and also potentially postnatal depression that stemmed from there, you can see that her mental health starts to spiral. But it's not even just about that as well. No, no. it's not. It's kind of, I mean, it is about that, but it's also about like the kind of life that you sign up for is it like being young and like what that becomes later, what gender roles are. It's about money. It's about yeah. it's about interpersonal relationships, ones that feel real and ones that from the past ones that are real from the past and will feel more real than more modern ones. It's a fact that like a lot of people don't acknowledge how fucking weird and awful things are sometimes. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but also at the same time from being a position of privilege as well. Yeah. Um, what what I think is interesting is their kids go to a private school and yeah. what you can see through Rachel's perspective, Toby keeps saying, oh, I don't want my kids to grow up in this world and they've got too much money and they're not going to value, you know, or appreciate things and money and, you know, they're getting given everything and all this stuff. But Rachel sees it from a place of never growing up with money and always being insecure and never having anyone on her side yeah, and or, or feeling accepted. And her like the way that she has built relationships is just by having value yeah, uh, and like being able to offer people Correct. something. Yeah, exactly. And, what and he's she, just like whatever, friends or whatever, and they, they like you no matter what and that's yeah. not her experience. No, because what she's doing is trying to build – a life and I guess even essentially move classes in a way, which is yeah. what and kind of with upward mobility. And the other side of it is she's an incredible um, agent yes. who sees talent in people and really just ends up making these, particularly this one woman of colour, her mm. career. And that I think is really undervalued as well because if the gender roles were flipped and Toby was the big career guy who'd built this whole business off his yeah. own back – People would not be treating him the way that she was being treated. No. And there's some really great lines in there about how when you're a full-time stay-at-home mother, it's a it's an incredibly difficult job. Yeah. But in a way, and I don't, because of the way our culture works, if you also work full-time, you're still also a full-time mother yeah, often. you've got two full-time yeah, jobs. So that, there's that exact line jobs. that's said, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And not to undervalue being a, a full-time parent. Like that's an incredibly no, difficult yeah. responsibility. But the mental load so often and not always, this is just 
just what happens statistically, mm. the mental load falls to women. And there's all this research to suggest that the higher paying their job is and the more responsibility they have, also the more they do domestically or the more mental load they have. And you can see that Toby's just so unaware yeah. of what she's doing for her family. Like he wants a divorce and she doesn't even have time to contemplate yeah. getting a divorce and he just spends all the time whining about yeah. it. And then you can see it from his perspective too because he's also Absolutely, yeah. he's expecting a wife that will be there all the time yeah. and be super maternal. And, and they had this like the way they started their relationship and she's like trying to like help him with his career and he's like, well, I don't want that and I'm not about money and whatever. But also he's he's got his own kind of ideas of status and Correct. the kind of person he is, which also may may or may not be true. And I guess like a lot of this is also, I guess the point is people are complicated yeah. and nobody is, nobody is good or bad no. wholly, mostly for the most no, part. No, exactly. And none of the characters are particularly likable in some ways, I think. No. Because also what I what I thought was really interesting. But also is, they are. It's yeah, yeah, it's weird. They are likable too. I totally agree with you. Yeah. What's interesting about the Libby and Seth characters, right, is that Libby's actually really misogynistic. So mm. you kind of don't notice it. It comes in really subtly. Yeah. But she clearly is a – she was a journalist and then she becomes now a full-time stay-at-home mum in the suburbs. Yeah. And she gave up her career to do that. She's clearly not very happy as well mm. in that. And reconnecting with Toby and Seth kind of highlights for her what she gave up. Yeah. And so she starts smoking again and she's kind of having her own midlife crisis. But what I really like about – her midlife crisis and also the way that Claire Dane's character represents midlife crisis. It's not about staring at the mirror and going, oh, look at my bot like tummy and look at my wrinkles and oh, and my fading beauty. What it's actually about is far more complex and deep and interesting, which yes. is what happens when you get scripts and movies and films that are or TV shows that are written from a female perspective. Yep. It's more about a loss of identity of who they were and who society is expecting to be when they're a mother. And how we're supposed to just play these kind of like domestic roles mm. or really just enjoy all of those aspects of it. And if you don't enjoy it, yeah. then so, there's something some wrong with you. And some people do, which is That's what I mean. Fine, yeah. And I think that they do a really good point, of, uh, make a really good point about that too with Claire Dane's character that there are all these women who don't have the same kind of traumatic birth that has mm. happened. And she was assaulted as well, which does yeah. happen. Violence Absolutely. does happen to women during that time. Yep. And or like lack, you talk about as well, lack of like pain management. and Yeah, lack you know. of support or lack of being listened to yep. or there's just like overworked medical staff so you end up like getting left through, to go three hours longer than you, you're supposed to or just there's so many factors in the what happens with trauma during birth. But when that happens, and even if that doesn't happen, women can end up with postnatal depression. Mm -hmm. And so when you're a woman that that has happened to and you're meeting other women who seemingly everything went fine and they're really happy, it's even more isolating yeah, and jarring. Like, yeah. And because and that narrative that everyone just should, you know, come through the whole thing and just enjoy it. And I guess I'm saying that from my perspective because that was my experience. Absolutely, even yeah. though you absolutely adore your kids but the two things can be true. And there's also just like room and what I love about this TV show, there's room for complexity in motherhood yes. and for mothers to want to be mothers and adore their kids while also absolutely loving their careers and wanting to do that too. Mm. And there's just a massive spectrum, but I just don't think women are given the same leeway in that, which I which I just think they do so well. And 
Libby's character is interesting because she kind of is that typical cool girl who's mainly got boys as friends, like yeah. blokes as friends because she kind of looks down at other women as being like frivolous or boring or not that yeah. interesting or whatever. But it's also like there's a conversation with her husband who's played by Josh Radnell from How I Met Your Mother yes. where she's like, he's like, and he kind of sucks too as everybody does. But also not, it's complicated. It's sort of just she like sucks. everyone's yeah. kind of tired and in middle age yeah. and in the middle of like work and parenting and they're not being their best yeah. selves. And he's like <laughs> the people that you hate are just people. Like they're, they've got the same yeah. complexities that you have and – and that is true of everybody, you know. They but they might not be on the same page as you, or the same. Or like you're not thinking on the same wavelength or level, or similar careers, or any of that. But everybody has their own struggles and complexities, and and burdens, and all of those things. And, and quite frankly, I don't want to hear about it. But I acknowledge that people do, Claire. Yeah, I, I do. It. But I also. But do, I choose to ignore. But I, <laughs> and I disengage. I do think though that overall, women get it. Get a much raw yes, end of the definitely. stick. Definitely, much, much, definitely. Much. So, and and the transition for women to through motherhood is so much more difficult than for men. Yeah, I mean, it just the, is. The, the physical aspect of it alone, like yeah. that in itself. Yeah. If it was just that, which it's not, because there's so many other things. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. Mm. Insanity. It is, and that's why I think that word matrescence I mentioned before, I'm obsessed with at the moment because. Yeah. I think if we knew going in that you were headed for another life stage like adolescence where that's normal that you feel like that, that your brain chemistry changes, that your body completely changes and then you're not going to bounce back from that, you're going to grow into a new person. Yeah. Into into someone who is similar to the person you were but it, but takes on board all those new experiences and that, that life stage and becomes someone different. And you can't. You can't reverse that. Yeah. No, it just it's permanent. Mm. And so and so and you know, just like in adolescence, some people breeze through adolescence and some people spend a lot of time listening to garbage in their room. What? Who? As in like the actual band garbage. Oh. Yeah. I'm only happy when it rains. Well, I'm, I'm only happy when it's sunny. <laughs> when it's complicated. <laughs> anyway, I listen to that a lot. With my Doc Muns. Anyway, so that's that. Fleshman is in trouble. What did you think of it overall? It's great. It's really, it's really good, really good, isn't and it? really complex, and really depressing, but also really funny. Yeah. And the performances are amazing. I mean, it just reminds you, like so many people are in this, who are so good. Mm. Um, like Claire Danes is. I mean, she's been amazing since she like first okay. appeared. Can I just say she is the queen of a cry? Oh my god, that woman can cry, to, and you feel it in your bones. Crying up a storm. Yeah, mate. she really performs a cry. She does that a in cry li- and a in, scream. Li- in Little Women. Yeah. And I just like when, oh, so good. <laughs> yeah. She's but amazing. Again, She's a standout, right? They're all, they're all good. Yeah. Um, even the minor players in it. And mm. it's, it's done. Like it's the adaptation of a book and then that is it for these characters, yeah. at the very least for now. It's on Disney Plus mm. or Hulu or Star or whatever you are in yeah. other countries. Yeah, but it's just, it's so worth watching. Yeah. Just even, I guess it's because it's reflective of our age group, really. Yeah. In a lot of ways, definitely. So that's that's kind of interesting to explore too, and mm. it's a little depressing, but brilliant. And also New York City, New York, like, baby, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Forget All right. about it. Forget about Get it. Get yourself a, a pizza, deep dish pizza. If that's <laughs> maybe that's Chicago. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Claire. I got something for you. Ah, cool. The show New Amsterdam wrapped up after five oh. seasons, 89 episodes. I've followed these characters since 2018. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me ask you a question. Are you okay? I'm okay. Are you sure? Because it was developed by David Shulner. I've talked about it before on this show, but I want to circle back to it. So just quickly, after becoming the medical director of one of the United States' oldest public hospitals, Dr. Max Goodwin sets out to reform the institution's neglected and outdated facilities to treat the patient. His motto going in is, how can I help? And like, so literally every problem he's presented with is like, I can fix this. I can do this. I can make this place better. He's a positive force for good in the world. But of course... Claire, like everybody, he has his own trials and tribulations, personal and professional, and I just want Max to be happy, you know, <laughs> with his daughter. He's having a hard run, you know, but he's just, he keeps going, and that's what I like about him, Claire. Yeah. I love all the stories and all of the characters in it, and some of the characters, you cut, you don't quite get a complete arc because it kind of feels like, I'm actually, I know it was, it was cut short. Um a few of the characters have left as well over the seasons, uh, uh, which was a bit of a shame. But most of them are there at the end. Most of the ones stay. And I just, I, I also love the, I, the way that different people are represented and the way it touches on, like, the healthcare system. And it's obviously focused specifically on the US because it's to do with, like, insurance and et cetera and so forth. But, but it's also, like, it, it, I think it's, it's very applicable to, like, all places in the world. It also, like, weaves in and out of real-world issues that are happening at the time. Like, there's a, there's a really amazing, like, COVID episode as well, like, where they come back after the season break and it's after, like, COVID had happened in between and it's like, Jesus Christ, like, what ho- hospitals were dealing with. I enjoyed it so much, Claire. It's just, it's not my thing normally. Like, just, I don't watch this kind of stuff. I think I... Maybe I was really tired and I was just like, whatever, I'll watch this. But I just kind of fell right into it and I'm glad I did. I thought it was amazing. Loved yeah. it. I'm not really – I didn't like ER. I didn't like no. Chicago Hope. <laughs> I didn't like another – Grey's Anatomy? I, no, oh, for a little bit, I guess. Oh, I Grey's Anatomy for I, uh, I loved Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, which is a uh, British – obscure comedy show set in a haunted hospital or something, <laughs> which is incredible. But, um, yeah, it's just – I just really liked it. If you're looking for something of like a bit of a, a – bit of, a bit of like a bit of light entertainment with some real social issues kind of weaved in and out and a bit of tragedy and a bit of fun, it's a soap opera. That's it's a soap you. opera. But I think you know a, a bit I of a cut above. love when you find a show like that. Why, That's like a warm bath. Yeah. You know, and you love the characters and it's like – it's just it's lovable and, you know, emotive and all that stuff, but it's not like it doesn't like rake you over the coals like yeah. the fleshman is in trouble. No, where you feel you like know? you're being punished. for. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> just like you walk in, I'm sobbing to, yeah. camera, to the camera, to the TV show or whatever. Yeah, it's just it's it does enough of the like emotional heavy lifting that keeps you engaged. Yeah, totally. But you don't ever feel like bed. No, and I think so uh, so many of the characters they introduced, there's one who's a surgeon who's deaf and she's deaf in real life. Mm. I don't have a name in front of me. I should look it up. But so they incorporate that into the story. She walks around in the show with a translator and, you know, she's she's one of the best surgeons in the world, but she's, you know, she has this, you know, this situation where she's deaf and so she has to communicate to, to, to literally everybody, like through an interpreter because 
most people don't. Uh, her name's Speak Sandra May Frank in real life. Yeah, don't have sign language. Um, and just that in itself is like that could be a show, you know, but yeah. it's just one of the elements of this show which totally works. Yeah. Lovely. Where it's is it? It's cool, Claire. Where is it on again? It also deals with addiction. It's on Stan in Australia. No uh, idea where it is in the rest of the world. Let me check that for you. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's on Netflix most places it seems. Excellent. But I don't know where it's from initially. I see. Yeah, it's 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 based on um, Bellevue Hospital, which is a real hospital. In the US. In the US. Makes me feel very grateful for our medical system over here. Yeah, I mean, it's got its. I mean, um, it's, it's got its flaws. Yeah. I know that, but I am like Medicare, NBC Universal is where it's distributed uh, in the US at the very least. All right. What well, I think we've run out of time. I hate it when we run out of time. I just want I to talk know. about more things. And I know people love us talking about more things. They say, James, I love when you do the show, and I'm going to thank you by leaving a five star review. And oh my god, it's funny that I should bring that up because I have one right in front of me. What? Yeah, they, you can just do it, whatever app you're listening this to. You can mm-hmm. put it in. It can be a Spotify. It can be an Apple. It can be a, a podcatcher. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Uh, this mm-hmm. is from Absolute Emerald who says, five stars, yes, James, trees go up in December, uh, presumably uh, in relation to Christmas trees. Uh, yeah, they do go up in December. So uh, well, th- this is probably something depends, I said or you said. It depends remember. on if you're the woman that has to set the tree up and December gets crazy Ooh. and so it's easier to set up in November look before at, every weekend is full of a party. Look at mental load over here. Claire, I got you that mental load comic. I'm already doing the hard work for you. You did. I have to talk about that on another show. Yeah, yeah. Um, you did get me that for Christmas. I got Lovely. you a comic book Cheerful. for once that you might actually read. Correct. Exactly. But also, ironically, you're doing more of the mental load now. It's not about that, Claire. Because I I'm just a, I'm, I'm just an a, artist. I'm just a guy like everybody else. I'm an I'm artist. I'm an artist. I got I'm watching the Shrek movies. <laughs> there's an art in that. I'm doing caravan of garbage is, on the Shrek a movies. There's total art in that for shizballs. Yeah. Um you can also write into the show if you would like. Oh, why would I? I'm um, on it. We would you would like Yeah, that's true. Why would you? Yeah. Well, like listeners can oh. at suggestwithpod at gmail.com. You can also send in a voice memo, which people stop doing. But I'm so excited to say we have one. I've I have already listened. I can pass you the headphones. Please, I would love and to you hear can it. have listened to the beautiful Owen Windsor. His dulcet tones. Now, you're passing me the headphones, but what is that actually connected to? Bluetooth. Okay. Like, I've thought about you've it, actually mate. figured it out. I've figured I'm it out. I'm impressed, actually. Hey, I'm James. My name's Owen, and I'm from Scotland. Hello, man. Uh, I've been listening to the podcast for a long time, and after hearing so many great voice messages, I've decided to send them on with a suggestion and a question for I you. I feel like I'm in the movie Transform. So my suggestion's an animated kids show called Bluey, which you've no doubt heard about through the internet from having kids of your own. Mm. But I'll tell you about it anyway. Bluey follows a family of four Australian healer dogs, the parents, Chili and Bandit, and their daughters, Bingo the youngest, and Bluey, the namesake of the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Each episode's only around like seven to nine minutes long, but they manage to pack in so many strong emotional moments between the more complicated characters. It's true. Fun adventures with Bluey and Bingo. I've heard it described as a show for adults that kids can watch too because it deals with grown-up ideas like infertility and miscarriage. Completely agree. Uh, my girlfriend and I will sit and watch episodes of Bluey together all the time despite being 18 years old and not having any children. This guy's 18? So I'd recommend it to anyone with or without kids, but just be prepared to cry because it can get very sad sometimes. <laughs> so uh, now that I've finished my long rant about a kids show, uh, I can ask my question. So Please. I'm hoping to move to Canberra for a few months at the end of April this oh, year. Oh, not Canberra, I'm so sorry. There's places to go or see while I'm in Australia. Uh, we're already looking at driving up to Sydney for a weekend, and I was mm. wondering if a flight down to Melbourne would be worth it. Because I want to see as much of the good stuff about the country as I can in my three months there. Fair Thanks enough. so much for providing some great content, and I hope you have a great 2023. One more thing. Uh, can I be the official Scottish teenager moving to Australia for a bit of the podcast? Absolutely, Thanks. you can. 
Terrific stuff, Claire. Great voice mem. I can't believe he's 18. I know. He's got such wisdom about him. I know. Maybe it's the accent. It's the accent too and the the, the deep voice. Yeah, that's right. I'm the very resonance. impressed. I know. Such a, you got, you've really got a voice, Owen, I feel, for I like agree. voiceovers. People say something. my voice is terrible, but that voice is. That is wonderful. excellent. Thank you, you so out? much. So you too can write in to suggestapod.gmail.com if you would like. And that's it. That's the show for this wait, week. Wait, we haven't answered. He said, what is something we're going to do in Melbourne? Should he fly down to Melbourne? He's going to oh, be here three months. Oh, so exciting. Um, well, the, yes. look, I think Melbourne, we've talked about this before. Oh, thanks for the Bluey recommendation as well. It is terrific oh, if you haven't watched Bluey it. Bluey yeah. is brilliant. It's one of my favorites. And I if, love if it. you want a kid's show that you can actually watch with kids and not be like, I hate this and want to die, Bluey is the answer to that. It's brilliant. You're sick yeah. of Peppa Pig and the horrible bin fire that is YouTube Kids. <laughs> Or that man that my son found and was like, Oh my gosh. And he was so, summer. when we were at the holiday house, and he, at the end, he's like, I have to say goodbye to my friend. And we're like, Who did you meet on the holiday? Yeah. He's like, That man that talked over a video game for the whole time. Yeah. I loved him. I'm like, Oh, I kept gosh. coming to him and being like, Because streaming is an art. And I'm like, This guy sucks. He's boring, but he was safe and whatever. And uh, I, you know, I actually didn't watch that much of it. Maybe he was amazing. No, he was actually pretty engaging. I watched oh, it really? and I was like, yeah, there was something very soothing about him. Oh, okay. I understood it. I didn't like it, but I understood <laughs> it. Yeah. However, Bluey, I understand and I and it's like. so heartwarming mm. and beautiful. And it deals with really complex, deep themes yeah. as well as being really lighthearted and fun. Yes. Great suggestion. Um, I mean, yeah, you, you, Melbourne's definitely worth going to. Uh, I think – like Sydney's more kind of like flashy in terms of like you see the Opera House, you see the Sydney Arbour Bridge, it's got beautiful beaches and whatever. Mm. Melbourne, depending on the time of year, I can't remember the time of year he said he was coming. It's more kind of about like food and culture and coffee and you, live you don't, shows, you don't go, live, live music, shows, live, live comedy. Music, comedy. You don't go and see, see like, oh, look, it's the big bridge of Melbourne or whatever. There's not, it's not really that kind of place. It's more kind of like finding like events and little places. Hidden to, bars. Hidden bars. Like, yeah. Yeah, and things like that to to do. So I'm always like reticent to people to be like, you should come to Melbourne because if you just came and into the city and just like, what, I don't know what specifically. And at the moment there is some construction happening. So that is true. It's not as beautiful as it, as it has been. But I would been. say look into what, yeah, what you like if there's a particular interest and there will be something in Melbourne that mm. does. And the food scene here is Food's incredible. Well. Yeah. yeah. It, um, the comedy festival that happens um, in March and March, April, yeah. one of our favourite times of the year because autumn in Melbourne is beautiful. The weather's mm. amazing. Also the Mornington Peninsula and the Great Ocean Road, which are all part of Victoria. Yeah. Melbourne's like obviously the capital city, but then there's just like beautiful places to go along the beaches around there and the nature trails around there too are really stunning. Exactly. So, Australia's massive. This is a problem. Yeah, it's crazy. You there's so can't. many cool places to see, but it's And you can't all get anywhere away. easily unless you want to you drive. You need to get in a little car or in a little yeah. plane. It's bigger than you think. Correct. And you think it's big, but it's bigger than that. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. So... That's it. That's our show for this week. Wow. And for the year. And for the year. That's it. Thanks, everyone. Uh, My recommendations for the year are the show Willow and uh, New Amsterdam and uh, Fleischmann's in Trouble. What are your recommendations for 2023? You stole my Fleischmann is in Trouble. That was my recommendation. And then also my video clip. Oh, damn. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Buy tickets. Come yeah, along could, we would love you to, to come you. along. I'd love to see you. I'm going to be selling some merch there, sticking around after the show for a little drink. And, and maybe you're a person who's like, I don't care about uh, motherhood or whatever. Who gives a shit? And I'm with you. I agree. I'm on Great. your side. But <laughs> maybe you have a, a friend or a partner or someone in your family who might be interested. Um, yeah. In... And it's also not just about motherhood. I should no, say it's not. also yeah. about love and desire and um, relationship breakdowns. And just, just it's also times. just... 
some fun music. And my cousin Woody is a is incredible. an incredible musician. He plays yep. the trumpet. His music's really cool. So you can check him out actually on Instagram, Woody Sampson, to see his kind of vibe. Um, they're amazing. Um, Woody's amazing. Agreed. And so that'll all be happening on the 11th of February. And if you wouldn't mind heading over to my Spotify, click and follow on my artist page and have a little listen to Fear to Feel because my second single, Free, is that like a little pop song, is coming out on the 27th of January. And if you follow my artist yeah, page, like on, week, yeah, I know. If you follow week. my artist page, oh, you'll week, get right. it straight away. It's also oh, on it's Apple Friday. Music. Yeah, it's on Friday. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so if you follow my artist page, you'll be able to find it there. But, um, Check it out on Friday because it will be coming into the world. And I'm really excited about this one. Our daughter's in it too at the start and at the end. Yeah. She's so cute. She was jumping off the bed and counting herself down and I just popped a little voice memo on and recorded her. No, he's not in it, me, and I requested. (laughs) No, that's not true. Okay, thank you, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, you, Collings, as always. We've been to Jessel Podcast. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.